Hey everyone, welcome to Dialegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here and we have not yet had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Travis Gold and I'm the lead pastor at For the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. And my name is Kyra Gold. We are married and have an incredible son named Axel who was born in March of 2020. On today's episode of Dialegami, we're kicking off day two of five of This Is Unhurried, The Pace of Grace. If you missed day one, make sure you go back and check it out. Yes, this is unhurried day to the pace of grace. In case you did miss the first episode and don't go back to listen to it, uh, we're going to be spending five days unpacking what God teaches us about the gospel rhythms, about the spirit-led rhythms, about the biblical rhythms of work and rest as modeled by Jesus and taught in his word. Yep unhurried the pace of grace it's not a curated space of shame or a place of blame it's not a space to minimize or exaggerate our suffering trials or weaknesses instead it's simply a space to be pointed to jesus so that we may go to him we hope to prayerfully expose the contradiction of hasty christianity to expose the pride covered hurry up in order to accomplish big things as fast as we can ideology to ruthlessly eradicate the restlessly doing the most as fast as we anxiously can and saying it's to please god culture plaguing many minds today Mm. we pray that god in and through this series brings you deep gospel-centered encouragement the type of encouragement that cultivates surrender humility and a deepening hope and satisfaction in god bearing the fruit of obedience to him Mm -hmm. there is something truly so beautiful that happens when we live in the certitude of hope that is found in jesus amen when we marvel with the deepening awe at his love when we walk surrendered and submitted to his sovereignty, when we live awakened to the hope and beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray that these glorious truths permeate this week, saturating each day, extinguishing our restlessness in his name. Amen, amen, amen. This unhurried week will culminate in our annual one-day retreat for those of you who go to For the People's Church and for those of you listening who do not call FTPC home. We encourage you to take some intentional time to participate in active rest because living unhurried, while necessary for body, soul, and spiritual health, it does not come naturally to us. Many of us sprint from thing to thing, living distracted from our principal pursuit, which is Jesus. We read in Mark 4.19 in the parable of the sower where Jesus is talking about the condition of our hearts, how some of us hear the word of God, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Right. So make sure you stay tuned through the end of each episode as we will be ending each day with questions for reflection. And of course, as always, if you have not prayed before listening to this episode, press pause now and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to apply his word to your heart, bringing fresh revelation and illumination in Jesus name. Amen. With all of that being said, let's jump right into day two of This is Unhurried, The Pace of Grace. Today's episode is going to be centered around feet time with Jesus. We read in Luke 10 verses 38 through 42, 
this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Mm, Amen. There is so much to unpack in these five verses, and before we throw any shade at Martha, let's examine some of the context of this scripture first. Right. In verse 38, we read that Jesus and his disciples were on their way. When we take a look back at the beginning of Luke chapter 10, we can make the assumption that it is Jesus and 72 of his disciples returning from a ministry trip. So this was no small dinner party that Martha is hosting. And the reference to that it was Martha's home indicates that she was not married. Perhaps she was widowed. But regardless, there was no man in the home to help her. To add to her context, in biblical times, hospitality wasn't simply a nice gesture like inviting someone over for a meal. It was a way of life where people's livelihoods depended on the hospitality of others. Right. So when someone opens their home, it isn't a you can come crash on my couch and help yourself to whatever's in the fridge kind of vibes. There's a deep responsibility for personal care of your guests to meet their needs. So this was a huge undertaking for Martha. She was personally responsible to meet the needs of Jesus and his 72 disciples. Right. So when we read verse 40 that she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, they really did have to be made because surely Jesus and his disciples were hungry and thirsty. So on a human level, it's quite understandable why Martha makes her frustrations known to Jesus. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. It's also interesting that Martha makes it known to Jesus who was her guest and not Mary who was her sister and supposed to be helping her. But this shows the intimate relationship that Martha had with Jesus. And Jesus replies to Martha's frustration with a gentle and loving rebuke. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. So Jesus addresses Martha with something many of us struggle with. The preoccupation with other things, even good intention things, mm. that inevitably pushes Jesus out of central focus in our lives. Right. It's a slippery and subtle slope, but one we need to be extremely cautious of. Mm. This passage also cautions us with another subtle trap, especially uh, for those of us in church leadership, the trap of working so much for Jesus that we don't make time for him to work on us right and there's so much in this passage it's packed full of nuggets of truth and wisdom but the big picture for us today is that feet time with jesus is needed in our lives Amen. and we must protect it at all costs and be alert of how the enemy can deceive us with the preoccupations that consume our time with other priorities so much so that we miss the ultimate priority jesus who is sitting right in our living room waiting to minister to us. 
Amen. So, so, so good. Thank you for that, Trav. So often we as the people of God consistently skip time with him in his word and prayer without even realizing that we are. Mm-hmm. Probably because we're still, quote unquote, consuming the Bible. Uh, we might still be praying, but we're consuming the Bible for reasons beyond communion with God, for reasons beyond wanting to know God. Like, for example, pulling out a verse to write a blog or to post on social media or to write an article or even to encourage somebody else or maybe even for your Bible study group. Sometimes we're in the word simply to say that we were in the word where it's just a (laughs) checklist item, you know, at the beginning of our day. That's real. Oftentimes we pray prayers that make it seem like we don't know the character of the God that we're praying to Mm. because we're so consumed by our circumstances. Wow, that's confronting. Have you been there? Mm -hmm. We might even struggle simply to sit in his presence because like Martha, there are legitimate things we feel are urgent that we need to do. Uh, in order to even serve God or yeah. to be faithful in what he's entrusted us yeah, with. Yeah, that's real. Forgetting, as Jesus puts it, indeed only one thing that matters. Forgetting the what is better that's found in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. You know, serving is important. Yeah. We know that Jesus himself came to serve, not to be served. Right. But serving is not what's most important. Right. Doing things for God is not what's most important. Communion with God is. Knowing, enjoying, and finding deepening satisfaction in Him in unhurried moments is. Mm. Meditating on His Word and acknowledging our helplessness before Him in prayer is. Mm. Acknowledging Him as the good portion in communion is more important than anything else we can do, regardless of how urgent everything else feels and even legitimately is. Mm. I find great encouragement in Psalm 119.15, which reads, I meditate on your precepts Mm. and consider your ways. Mm. The word for consider here means to look unto. Hmm. Are you looking unto his ways yeah. or simply to your discomfort? Wow. Are you looking unto his ways or simply what you think you need to get done? Hmm. Do you still hunger and thirst simply to be in his presence? Wow. Or do you feel like you need to get all these things done before you can sit at his feet? Wow. His grace calls you to invest in the one thing that will never come up short Mm. god himself amen he is our greatest reward have you been investing in other things do you live in a way that says jesus is the one good thing the only thing that's truly needed Mm, good question ask the holy spirit to seek your heart exposing where he is not your priority Mm. or true treasure that's good Lord, would you bring fresh revelation and illumination to your word, reminding us not only of your heart and face, but also the glorious works of your hands. Mm. We know that you are the one who helps us to understand. And so we pray the words of the psalmist in 119 verse 27, which reads, cause me to understand the way of your precepts, mm, that's good. that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds amen 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And now we'll end on two additional questions for you all to go along with the questions that I stated uh, in this section. Question number one, what is God revealing to you about himself and his character? In the passages we just read, Luke 10, verses 38 through 42, and Psalm 119, verse 15 and 27. And question number two, how has God brought encouragement to you through Luke chapter 10 and Psalm 119? How has he brought challenge to you through these verses? What specifically is he confronting? Thank you, Jesus, that through you, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. May your name be hallowed and your will be done. And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, that is a wrap for day two. Thank you so much for listening. We are greatly humbled that you're here with us. Be sure to check back in every day this week to join us for This Is Unhurried, The Pace of Grace. And if you would like to support this free resource, check out the link in the description of this episode. And if you feel led, we would also love to hear from you in an email, DM, or a review on Apple Podcasts to hear what the Lord is highlighting to you through His Word in each episode. In the meantime, remember to love God, love His church, and faithfully build your foundation on Him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialegami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. Peace. See you next time.